Welcome to Married to Movies. Industry insiders John Russell and Tracy Kring live and work happily in cinematrimony. They're sharing behind-the-scenes adventures of writing, producing, and appreciating films. Good morning, babe. Good morning, babe. How you doing? Okay. Very okay? Yeah, I'm trying to get like a cold. Like extraordinarily <laughs> okay. Extremely average. You're doing ex- oh, you're doing extremely average, or I am? <laughs> no, you are doing extremely average. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this weird thought that came into my head. Oh, geez. Which is... Um, Brace yourself, folks. That, like, watching people get older, mm-hmm. watching people age... Yes. Really, what's happening is you're watching them rot and die. Okay. That's really what's going on. Like, like if it was an apple on a mm. counter. Okay. You know, you'd be like, oh, be it would be getting soft. The, it would be the getting apple brown, slowly, crinkly, like, desiccate into nothingness. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happens whenever. So, <clears throat> whenever you go to like an old folks' home, it's like going to like uh, one of those. Uh, boxes at the store where everything is like almost rotten and almost ready to be thrown away yeah the 25 cent apples (laughs) the 25 cent apples Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah can this can this become a a phrase that we use Uh, that motherfucker's a 25 cent apple i don't know maybe (laughs) well they do call them granny apples Ooh, granny smith watching people age it's like just watching them die really slow that's a uh that's a rather depressing thought. Well, no wonder you're doing extremely okay. Well, sometimes you think about stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that we have reached the age mm-hmm. in our aging that we no longer know if we've taken our pills? Oh, God, that's right. I why, forgot to take my pills. Why pill. is that happening? <laughs> no, but like, like we're having to tell each other I, know, I took my pill. I I, I'm taking it right now. You know what happened There's to evidence. me? What happened to me the other day mm. is I was sitting here. I was really excited. I was talking to you about something. Right. I got, I was very distracted in conversation, let's say. Right. I reach over and instead of taking the two pills I'm supposed to take in the evening, mm-hmm. I took my morning pills again. Mm. Like what in the hell? Right. How old am I? I'm not that old yet. Like, this is a problem a person with Alzheimer's has. No, no, I don't think that's true. Sometimes your life is so full that uh, little things like, did I take my pills or did I poop, uh, slip your mind. I remember <laughs> pooping every day, but I well, do not remember if I took my pills. I try to put po- pooping out of my mind if I can. I, I don't even, <laughs> I've got these little things now. Like, yeah. what the hell, I'm so old. <laughs> Um, Masters of Air, the uh, the new show okay. on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. It feels old. It feels mm. old-fashioned. The acting and stuff. Yes, yes. And the characters, they're like very movie star. Yeah, very, like yes. bogart Yes, yes, exactly. It's like... Uh, Men of the, little words. The, these half of the guys are like Bogart, and these half of the guys are like Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. And everybody's heard that story of that Jimmy Stewart was having dreams of uh, people exploding uh, falling out of the sky, oh, uh, and he did "It's a Wonderful Life" right after that, and so all of that like crazy Jimmy Stewart face that you get uh, when he's completely losing he's it, like... yeah, is like him going through PTSD <laughs> in front of us. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, it's it's my favorite film, but uh, I'm sorry that Jimmy Stewart had to do huh. that. But boy, that this show is 
really giving you that falling out of the sky vibe. Well, and what is acting other than exploiting your own personal pain? Well, it's got the, the I guess the lead in it is the guy who did Elvis, the first round Austin of Elvis. Austin Butler, mm-hmm. which is what a great name. Good Lord. It, was, it, it doesn't feel like it's a real name, does it? Austin Butler. I feel like he could have been a health guru. Mm. Like some kind of uh, guy right. who like pumps My iron. My name is Austin Butler and I'm here to... No, you, no. He's get you like, going with your Pilates. No, he's like, I'm Austin Butler, and this is how you mix but protein shakes and vitamins. But that's not how he talks. He talks, like, he, he talks like Elvis. Mm-hmm. That's just Well, now he does. Well, no. I mean, like, you hear him in this, and you hear him in interviews. Apparently, the guy actually talks like Elvis. That's his vibe. I know him from the Shannara Chronicles oh, on MTV. Which is uh, about cologne, right? What? Shannara always sounds like it's a name of a cologne. No. Oh, like Shalimar? <laughs> yeah, something like that. No. Yeah. Shannara Chronicles was like a fantasy. Right, right, right. And he was an it's elf. like YA. Yeah, and there was like a lot of hooking up. Yeah, it's like Vampire Diaries, but but like elfy fantasy. Okay. And yeah. he was an elf. Yeah, he was an elf. It was, he was like... No. Thank he, you. he wasn't like... He was like, thank you no. very much. He wasn't like... Come over here and sit on my toadstool. No, he wasn't. No. <laughs> he wasn't like that. Uh-uh. I don't know. Do elves sit on toadstools? Or... Uh-uh. No, that's more like fairies, right? Okay, no, whatever. He he didn't. <laughs> no, he was super hot. And I was just like, holy crap, who is this really hot dude? I thought he did a great job as Oh, Elvis. and Barry Keegan. Or Keoghan. Or what, no, it's how, Keegan. However you say it. It's yeah. Keegan. Yeah, Barry Keegan, um, who's amazing. Yeah. And um, actually... He's kind of a lower tier character in this, though, right now. Well, yeah. I mean, he's one of the top three. Mm. You know, I would say he is the third the third level character in this. It kinda, I kind of got the vibe that he did this sort of before Saltburn and maybe before Banshees of Inner Sharon. So it was kind of like... I feel like it was in the middle. It could have been. Yeah, it could have been. But I also saw him in... um, I looked up this movie by A24 called American Animals. Right. Now he is young in that. He is very young in that. That also has Evan Peters of... uh, American Horror Story. American Horror Story fame. And uh, boy, it was really, really good. It was it was it was an interesting film because it was sort of like part documentary, part live action, and it it, it was like nonfiction and fiction mixed together about two really dumb criminals. Inc- no, no, four oh. really dumb criminals. Oh. <laughs> there were four of them. I guess fr- people who are dumb attract other dumb yeah, people. Well, yeah, they kept they kept saying, "Oh, we need another guy. Oh, we need another guy," and it was uh, based on a true story and. Uh, what was cool was they would have the real guys mm-hmm. and then they would go to the Evan Peters and Barry Keegan play. The real those guys, guys did not seem as stupid a criminal. Yeah. But, but like. But they were good. You know, what was interesting was they were all really good looking guys. And sometimes it's like Hollywood. They will have uh, somebody and it's like. Uh, in real life, they were not that good looking. No, uh, the the guys who were the real guys yes. were ha- more handsome than the guys who were the I actors. I mean, it's yeah, that's an arguable point. But really, what they were was like whiny, privileged white boys who went to Transylvania College. That was weird. That was but weird. Like, Maybe they were all vampires. Why, like, 
Like they like really had nothing in their life that was like uh, suffering. It was a total thrill. Yeah, it that's was just all a they thrill. were going after. Yeah, and they spent seven years in prison for mm-hmm. it. They took something that is like so commonplace. While you do and commit the so crime. So they're, they're trying to break into the library to steal really rare books. The most rare, the most valuable books the in Audubon the world. Including the book with all the original paintings. All the it. original paintings, right. All like $12 million. Right. And this, this poor librarian, it hurts you the way that they're tying her up and she's crying and she's so scared. Mm-hmm. And they are doing real damage mm-hmm. and they feel it. Mm-hmm. They feel the damage that they are doing. There is nothing cool about what they were doing. This is the anti Ocean's well, Eleven. The one guy was like, you, you know, I'm not going to do this unless you take care of tying up the librarian. Right, and then, and then uh, he called him up, and he had not tied up the librarian. So yeah, now he, he had to do it too. He was always dropping the ball. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was. The guy might as well have stolen it by himself. Yeah, it was. It was, he a, was not a really. Good oh no no no! They were they were terrible thieves and. I, I really appreciated the fact that you take something that you've become so desensitized to and you make it real for people. And when you make it real, it sucks. Mm. And hurting people hurts you. I'll say this about um, Masters of Air, though. It makes it real for people because it shows more procedurally what it's like to be in those situations. We've seen like... yes. How many movies have you seen with, like, people flying through the air and dropping bombs? Memphis, Bell, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, like, about how cool the guys are and hanging out. Right, right. But this is, like, um, I really didn't get that bomber jackets. Mm-hmm. And, like, those flight uniform, like, flight jumpsuits they right, wear. Right, they, they, where, where I didn't get that. Where it's, like, the <clears throat> sheepskin and the leather and the, the whole thing. They're that the, way because it's negative 50 up exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> and they there have no a heat. Purpose. No, and there was a scene. The dude oh, the, who's yeah, the, the gunner. Window, yeah, yeah, the, the gunner, wind, the gunner in the belly. Window, yeah, yeah, the, belly? the belly broke and all of the air came in. And the and guy put his hands like, and oh, frostbite immediate. Oh, yeah, the dude touched a gun with his bare hands. Yes. He was like, ah, we thought, oh, did he get burned? No. no. it was frostbite. Frostbite. Like, they stuck to the thing. No, and then there was the guy who was in the little bubble on the belly of the plane. Yes. And it got shot, and there was air getting in there. Yeah. And he was like, help, can I get out now? And he, like, had frostbite all over his body. And they had to they had to have them, like, masks on all the time because they needed oxygen. But, yeah, but I, I didn't think about, I knew about, like, you know, altitude and the mm-hmm. air being thinner. Okay, right. we get that. I didn't really think about the cold. Mm, exactly. You know, and that really made it real. Oh, dude. And also the way that they focus on people who never get focused on, like the ground crew. Exactly. And the, the mechanics who right. like, okay, you land the plane, you got a bunch of freaking bullet holes in this thing. And right. this dripping everything everywhere. And somebody has to go out there all night they and gotta, fix that shit. They got to get it back up. They got to get the thing back running. Yeah, it's not like they just replace it with a new plane. Right, right. <laughs> They're imagine, that one. Okay, imagine if your car got into a crash. Yeah, it's more like a race car. Every really. day. Uh-huh. Okay. And then somebody fixed up the car mm-hmm. and then it went back out and got into another crash mm-hmm. and they kept fixing it back up. I mean, how dependable would that car be after like a couple of weeks? No, I agree. I, I definitely <laughs> felt like it was deteriorating. Oh, absolutely. It's deteriorating. Of course mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, Masters of Air. That was cool. I, I brought up the fact that people look better, uh, usually in films than they do in real life. Griselda. Oh, Griselda. Griselda. They were nice to her. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, Sophia. What's her name? Sophia, Sophia Vergara. Yeah, Sophia Vergara. Yes. I love it. I love, love, okay. love it. I, I am disturbed problems. by the fact that you have found oh, a hero uh, in the no, cocaine look, godmother, drug kingpin of Griselda there's, Blanco. There's something like, I really like, you know, um, when it's just like high testosterone, let's say. You know, mm-hmm. like high octane, something happens. And mm-hmm. it's just like, right. you're really happy that somebody got their comeuppance, right? Right. And and somebody's being a badass or something. Like, I'm just like, yeah. But um, when it's a woman doing it, mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. Best ever. <clears throat> Even and if she's awful, she ends whatever. up being a crack addict. She whatever. ends up killing children. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. I mean, I regret, here, folks. I regret that it's real. Mm-hmm. I regret that those things happen. Right. But it doesn't take away from the fact that she's a massive badass. She was a she's badass. Just a, and, and like the thing is, and I, I'm sure that's what made her very, very famous at the time. Women aren't seen to be willing to do the same horrible things that men do. Right. Well, that's part of the point of the film is that no one believes that there is a female narco, except for this one female police officer. I love the juxtaposition of Griselda being badass and trying to break into the drug cartel world, Mm -hmm. right? And the way she's going about it. Right. And then the female cop and the way she's trying to bust into, like, the police world. Right. And the way she's getting treated and going about it. Mm-hmm. And that they're like, they're going to coincide at some point. This is very. But a, a Griselda very interesting... won't let herself be, hey, go get us coffee. Mm-mm. You know, Griselda, no, no. Griselda ain't going to. Do not be fucking with Griselda. No, she would just have them killed. Like, chop, chop your head off. Yeah. 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 No, and like, at one point, she's like, going, she needs to kill somebody because they're going to, they're threatening her. Right. And. Um, the guy's like, I'll just kill him for you. And she's like, no, they have to know I killed him. Mm-hmm. They have to be scared of me. <laughs> she's really trying to bust into a world that does not want anything to do with her. Right. And I feel like a lot of women out there are trying doing to break that. through that cocaine ceiling. I mean, women in every genre of, you know, are attempting to do that. Right. Bust into boy worlds. Right. You know. And they're all heroes. <laughs> so I highly recommend But the it. real life Griselda does not look like Sofia Vergara. Maybe way young. Way young. Maybe way young. Yeah. But as she aged, like, she she kind of looked like a little a little grandma, you know? like. Well, well it's, it's kinda, interesting. She started out as a chunk, prostitute. Kind of plump. Yeah. She started out as a prostitute. And I felt like she sort of garnered a lot of knowledge no i feel like she knew how to manipulate men she did she did and she knew how to work it in bed too Mm. because she she was getting some hot hot guys interested in her i think it's six episodes yes and at the end of the fifth episode we were still in miami right 
And now she was addicted to like meth or whatever and uh crack. Crack. Yeah. I don't know the difference, really. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I, I'm sure there are people out there are our fans who know the difference who between meth and crack and they can like like Okay, you know. well stop doing that. Yes, don't do that, folks. Don't do drugs. That's right. Mm, Just drugs say bad. no. There's like a whole lifetime that's happening in California and the whole time I'm like, When are we getting to California? When are we getting to California? I felt like it was like, Oh, She's in a downfall. She's a drug addict. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, let's do some shit just so we can send her to jail. Right. Then all her kids die. It's like, in one episode. Yeah. There, there, I mean, there, there definitely should have been, like, more episodes. They had such or, a great thing going. There could have been a whole other season. I mean, there really could. But yeah. maybe because of this legal thing, maybe that's why mm. they crammed it in. The living son, Michael Corleone, is suing her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've seen Netflix, too. Right. He says as early as 2009 mm-hmm. that he started doing interviews. Oh, shit. With producers. That's right. You know who like the real gang- story. You know who the real gangsters are, folks? Producers. Streamers. Streamers. Streaming right. platforms. Netflix. That's the real gangster. Yeah. They were giving, doing interviews with the hopes of doing like a book. Right. Uh, taking that and turning it into a series or a film. And um, let me guess, some of that information made its way into. He claims they ah, pitched it to Netflix. Of course. Netflix said they were interested, oh. but they were not interested in working with him. With Michael Corleone Blanco. Right. Yes. The problem is, though, it's like uh, rights to your to your likeness. Right. And it, it is definitely he is portrayed in the film. Right. Um, and it's also that he claims that some of the situations that he gave interviews on mm-hmm. were in the mo- in the show. That's what happens, folks. That's what happens. So, Get yourself a good lawyer. But he claims that that was in like 2016 right. that they pitched it to Netflix. And Sophia is saying that in 2015, she met with the showrunner of yeah, Narcos. Of course. Yeah. And it is a showrunner from Narcos, right. uh, who's like the creator. Right, right, right. And I noticed some nods, like the Pablo Escobar quote at the right. beginning. Right, right, right. I noticed some nods to Narcos. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, well, you know, things, you know, definitely, definitely feed off of each other. But yeah, it was, it, it was very cool. We pretty much binged it, like, like oh, straight like, through. I got in trouble with you, okay? Uh-huh. You're my gangsta, babe. Oh, okay. For um, free McDonald's. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so folks, my birthday is coming up. Okay? My birthday uh-huh. is February 10th. Mm-hmm. My birthday is coming up. And I got an ad that came in. Hey, it's is your birthday. Your bur- it's your Here's birthday. Some free McDonald's. Just fill out this form. Just sign up. And we're going to send you, and it was like a package of free McDonald's. That's what it said. Why there was going to be send you a package. They were going to send me, there was going to be a box, and there was going to be but McDonald's how old in is it. This McDonald's when I you know. Get it. I know. I mean, is that even a thing? Mm-mm. Do people do that? <laughs> McDonald's does deliver in certain areas, though. Well, that's true. Right. So I signed up. Uh huh. Um, and immediately your phone starts ringing. It will immediately. Happen. Immediately. And so you come home and yes. you're like, I did this thing and now my phone won't stop ringing. 
<laughs> Every time the phone rang, you would give me a like, like, motherfucker. Oh, well, it happened like two times. <laughs> and you were like, take me off my list. Take you, take me off of your list. Right. And then I was like, give me the fucking phone. Right. And you took the phone. And they called. And yes. they were like, hey, can I need to speak with John Crane. That's right. And I said. I understand that you're he interested. He died. He died. <laughs> he did. And if he didn't die, I'm about to motherfucking kill this guy. He did. Call I never cops. heard of him. He did. I just like, she kept saying every time anybody called, like, that I was dead. Well, I would change up the story a little bit. Like, one time it was like, uh, you know, I have his number now, but from what I understand, he's passed. I know. I, I, don't, I don't want to hurt your feelings. No, and, and then sorry. like one time but it's like right now we're in the middle. You know, of the I funeral. really don't appreciate getting these calls because he died several years ago, and it's very painful <laughs> that it keeps getting brought up. Take me I off have of a, your list. I have a new number, but I'm pretty sure that he fell into a thresher. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like. Oh, fuck. But I tell you what, I told three of three or four of them that you were dead. Yes. And the call stopped. This is true. So whatever list they're all working. Everybody from, remember that. You're if you're dead, they can't call you. Yeah. It it did work. It did work. I'm I'm just wondering, am I going to get my free McDonald's? No, you're not. There's no such thing. There's I mean, no such you can, thing. You can go on as the McDonald's, McDonald's app. I believe Socrates said that. No, like you can go on the McDonald's app and you might get a buy Wait, one get one free. Didn't they say something like there's no such thing as a free lunch? Yeah, who said that? I don't know who said that, but apparently they were right because mm. McDonald's ain't free, motherfucker. Oh lord. <laughs> I'm just like anything that you think you might put your information into, yeah. don't. Yeah. That was stupid. <laughs> I am ashamed. No, I mean, you learned your lesson. <laughs> I did. don't give your information to anybody. Exactly. Even for free McDonald's. Right now, in this first part of the year, right? Right. Nothing's really going on. Right. With film. Yeah. Like, you can tell that by the podcast. We're it, only watching movies right it's now. It's dead. It's yes. dead. Yeah. I think now, you know, is a perfect time while things are slow to start a bunch of shit up. Right. Like any of the ideas that have been floating around in your head for the rest of the year. Well, that's what we did last year is just starting this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we did. We yeah. started it this time last year. Exactly. So start something. Mm -hmm. Start multiple things. Start five or six things. Right. Whatever it is. Just like write five, five pages on a script or hook up with your buddy who's who's also not doing anything and talk about making a short film or like whatever it is, get busy. Right. Because the things that you're going to start now are the things that are going to sustain you through the rest of the year. Or they will tell you, oh, that thing <clears throat> was not sustainable. That's something that, uh, okay, I tried it. <clears throat> I didn't get any sort of indication that this was what I should keep doing. Now I'm going to go ahead and, you know, try something else. One of those ideas that we started, like, picking up um, is a script. You wrote the first... Um, Several episodes. Two yeah, episodes? Yeah, yeah, two first two episodes, yeah. You really wanted me to read it, so right. you knew if you were Yeah, if the I vibe. was on the right track. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and before I started to write <clears throat> episode three and episode four, I wanted you to, like, you know, give me your, you know, two cents on it. But I feel like sometimes you might get critiques back from people, and they are really brutal. Sure. And, and they are just really, you're looking at it. And, and while they may have validity... They're, they cut in a way that they didn't have to. 
And sometimes you receive critiques from people where they just really have a different vision yes. for your vision. Yes. It's like they have a movie. They they read your script and they're like, oh, These you know what? This could be this movie things. instead right. of the movie that I'm right. reading. And sometimes you'll, you might get feedback like, well, this one idea could be a whole movie. Yeah, and I'm and when that happens, I'm like, well, that's awesome, but that's not the movie we're making. Well, yeah, and you 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 really have to think about like, what is the movie that I'm setting out to make here? Right. What's the feedback I'm getting? And even if they're saying like, oh, you should just take this element and this element and this element right. and turn it into an action film or whatever, you know, like that's still valid because those are the three things that stood out most to them. Right. So maybe everything that surrounds that is. A less good idea. Mm-hmm. And you really have to think, well, why are those things standing out? Right. How am I not setting them up to flow in the story better? But to your credit, I felt like what you had said about uh, this, the web series we're going to be doing was extraordinarily valuable. You saw what I was trying to do mm-hmm. and you um, set me on a path to do it better, and you did it in a very uh, constructive way. Oh, thanks. That's right. I I actually like was like you know, don't be a bitch. It's <laughs> like be be honest. Be, That's right. You know, boil the, the whole all the Ten Commandments down to just don't, don't be, be a, a bitch. bitch. Don't be a bitch. Um, <laughs> That's Christianity, folks. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a little bitch. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> But but uh, one of the things I told you is I wasn't getting the sense that for the characters that you were really seeing them. Right. And I don't. I. I, I no. I no. I was. I was trying to find them. Right. Right. So like I was like, well, if you were casting it, right. Who is this character? Right. And you said Pedro Pascal. Pedro. I'm Pascal like, okay. Was... Well, imagine Pedro Pascal. Imagine right. the room he's in. Imagine who he's talking to and cast them. Right. You know. And I mean. You know, this doesn't have to be rigid. Maybe a combination of people. Sure. Like to me, it was Ryan Gosling. To you, it was Pedro Pascal. That sounds like the most beautiful man ever. Com- right. That combination. But, but the way that they would do it, and the way that I could imagine them delivering it, will help me find a voice. I need, like, I need like an image of right. who this person is in my head. Right. And like, I often have just like mood boards for my script. Right. I'll have like pictures that I can flip through or songs I can listen to, you know? Well, that's what I love about um, uh, what we're doing with Origian is seeing the visuals, mm-hmm. you know, even though, you know, there, there are just a few of them, but it, it almost is giving me that graphic novel quality in like some of the, um, the original <clears throat> books that uh charles dickens did he would have like one picture Mm -hmm. in like every 15 pages or something like that. it is very illustrative yeah yes illustrative if you don't know you can actually go onto youtube on our channel married to movies yes and you can watch the editing session yes yeah like that interests you you can see sort of how we are like reading through it and critiquing it and changing it around a little bit and sometimes it's a lot and sometimes it's hardly any in the podcast of course we're putting in us reading the script once it's been edited but you can watch the editing process on youtube 
Interior, Ian's Red Car Day. The all red interior is like a limo with seats facing each other, but it only has the one occupant reclining in opulent spaciousness. We are in the realm of the enigmatic trillionaire Ian Solange. Ian is wearing jeans and moccasins with a loosely fitting short sleeve shirt, which has his company's insignia imprinted almost imperceptibly on it. He wears tortoiseshell glasses with light purple lenses and an Erygian ball cap. He's a modern master, the evolution of Wozniak, Jobs, Zuckerberg, and Musk. He clicks through media clips from all over the world. BBC. It's called Project Ascension. And Origian's CEO, Ian Solange, believes it will save the world. The Long Range Space Exploration Project has recruited 20 more applicants to attempt first contact with an alien intelligence. The catch? You have to dedicate your life to the project. Local news clip. At the young age of 10 years old, local resident Matthew Lee, MIT Think Scholar and Newbury Medalist, is Project Ascension's newest recruit. Lee says he's eager for this next challenge. Interview clip. Hi, I'm looking forward to being in space. Local news clip. Tomorrow, we continue with our series spotlighting Originats. On her 11th birthday, her gift to the world was the invention of a new type of kinetic pavement to battle climate crisis. Solange clicks another one. This clip has Celia, his publicist, explaining Project Ascension. As you are all well aware, we've been receiving transmissions from points across the cosmos. But the most interesting part is that some of them are moving closer. This is unique since our universe is expanding away from us, from 150 billion light years to only 5 billion light years away in one case. If we do nothing at this rate, theoretically we could make contact in several hundred years, but we know the planet doesn't have that long. We need to do our part and reach out to them. Meet halfway. A drowning man doesn't keep quiet. Ian clicks another file, CNN commentator. I think it's an incredible act of selflessness. Other trillionaires are trying to out-yacht each other, and Solange seems to genuinely care about the planet. Clicks another. Anchor. Origian is trying what no one else has ever considered, single manned missions to signals in deep space. Click. Celia. Man has been reaching for the stars since he crawled out of the primordial ooze. We are an inspired people. If the future doesn't include us being an interplanetary species out amongst the galaxies, then I don't want to have any part of it. But why children? It's misleading to call them children. There will be no toddlers in space. This is a vigorous six-year training program. Even with our advanced warp bubble technology, the maximum distance that we can traverse in a year is 10.4 light years. To give our originauts any chance to make contact with the signals, we need as much time as possible to reach them. Our young adults will get farther and be healthier for longer by departing before age 17. The earlier we start, the farther we can go. Clicking another commentator. This is a fool's errand like Icarus. Solange is going to melt his wings. Comedian. Here's a question I never thought to ask. How many candy bars do I have to buy to meet E.T.? Oh, look, a golden ticket to oblivion. Click. Origin is child trafficking and our republic is avoiding asking any questions. One of the things that I really enjoy is when you're watching a movie and all of a sudden they're showing news clips. Now, this can be done really badly in movies. Yes, I'm it not going to lie. Yes. Where it looks really bad. This is one of those cases you need money. 
Okay, you need the right money. You need well, the right look because you know, when everybody knows it, what a news clip looks like. No, when I've seen it really work, it's like they've actually gone to a studio, right? Like, like actually a, a news channel, mm-hmm. like even a local news channel. Right, and it has to have the right graphics. The right it's got to have the crawl. Yeah. It's got to yeah. have everything. Yeah, yeah. it's got to have everything. Like how much information you can get out, mm-hmm. and I like feeling like we're viewing them viewing that. Right. And so I feel really behind the scenes. Well, one of the things I wanted in this uh, story is I wanted to come in on the middle of it. You know, what uh, What was it? Uh, uh, there was uh, yeah. some, Kurt, some quote. Kurt Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut said, said, start as close to the end as possible. Start as close to the end as possible. Yeah, I think you did that here. Yeah, you know, because so much has already happened. You know, everybody is talking is about falling this. falling apart. Yes, yeah. yeah. They're basically 11-year-olds who are going to get trained for six years. Right. And then get shot out into space alone. <laughs> Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's basically, you That's know, what's that's... happening. I mean, spoiler alert, we are going to find out the families of these originots are going to be compensated. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, big time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just throw money at it. You right. know? Uh, I need something and, and... Like, could they... Like, I, I, I don't understand. And the question I would be asking now is, why can't they be unmanned? Right. Why aren't there robots? Well, I think one of the things that uh, it does say is that if something goes wrong, you know, you need that human element of being able to figure it out. Okay. You know. Right. In in a human. And and also, like, uh, how can a robot make contact with an alien species? Yeah. What good would that be? What good is that? Yeah, exactly. If it were, if it happened. Right. Okay. Well, Well, cool. Well, that answers that. Yeah, Let's just make sure that's in the script. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, definitely check out the Griselda series on Netflix. Yes, I'm not sure if we're going to do another podcast before my birthday or not, but I'll let you know if I get any free McDonald's. You you won't unless I buy it and give it to you. And well, say can it's you free. can can we do this like Santa Claus? Can you buy McDonald's Why and do then you set want it McDonald's? set it down on Why the do you porch, want McDonald's? and I'm gonna find the McDonald's, and you're just like, Why? look, the free McDonald's cake. It's it, it's not food. Why do you want it? <laughs> I they... just want it because it's free. Okay? Oh, you want it because it's free. Okay. <laughs> It's hard not to get romantic about movies. Thanks for listening to Married to Movies. John and Tracy will meet you for breakfast tomorrow.